0: Well, Jane's niece, Betty, and Carl, the nephew of Mr. Race's business partner, have secretly decided to elope in spite of the uncle's threat to cut Carl out of his will. Carl has $3,000 of his own, and today he's going to persuade Uncle Neff to buy him a car, the car in which he and Betty expect to honeymoon. This episode is in two scenes, Mr. Race's real estate office, and then to Mr. Neff's office. But first to Mr. Race where we find Betty with her uncle. Let's... Now, look, Betty, Mr. Neff doesn't approve of this interest you seem to have in Carl or the interest Carl has in you.
1: Isn't that just too bad?
0: Well, it certainly is. For me, it's too bad. Because, as you know, Neff is my partner here. His prestige, his reputation, to say nothing of the money that he puts into this business, all that enable me to put over some very big deals that I wouldn't have a chance with without him. Now, I can't do anything to antagonize the old man. And if you continue going out with his nephew, Nep's going to do something drastic.
1: Oh, he's been threatening you, has
0: he? No, he hasn't. He hasn't said a word. But I know him. That nephew of his is the apple of his eye. He told us so. He expects Carl to step into his place in the years to come.
1: Well, what do you want of me?
0: Well, I'd like to have you forget him. For the time being, anyhow.
1: Has it occurred to you that we might love each other?
0: Oh, sure. A month ago, you were in love with a 40-year-old musician. It does like you
1: to bring that up. Well,
0: it's the truth. And this little flurry you developed over Carl is probably just like that other one.
1: It's no such thing. We're... Oh, you wouldn't understand that. Well,
0: I understand only this, that I can't have you wrecking my business. And that's what this will amount to if you insist on going on with this.
1: How about wrecking my life?
0: Oh, wrecking your life. Your life was completely wrecked a month ago when we broke up that romance you were having with David Page. Stop mentioning
1: David Page in the same breath with Carl and stop shouting at me. Well,
0: I'm trying to show you what damage you can do if you go on with this. Mr. Neff will resolve this partnership as sure as I'm born. I can't stand for that. I need him, and he knows it. Now, look, Betty, can't you let things kind of slide along for the time being? If I can keep this partnership going for a while, I can make enough money not not to need Neff.
1: What do you mean, for the time being? How long?
0: Oh, uh, Oh, about... Two or three years. Two
1: or three years. years. You want me to wait oh, three years? Oh, start
0: crying. If oh. you'll be <laughs> sensible about now,
1: this. Good morning, everybody. Oh,
0: who left that door open? It wasn't open, no, dear. Hello. Well,
1: there, what's the matter? it. are you very cold? Man, you miserable. He did, dear, dear. How do you do a thing like
0: that? Like what? What did she say?
1: I don't know, but it sounds terrible. Now, you go ahead and let me talk her. Go ahead, dear.
0: But I want to make her understand that my business is dependent on this, Jane.
1: I know, dear. That's what I came downtown for. You leave us to A-L-O-N-E. Go ahead.
0: Oh, all right. I've got to go out anyhow. But I'm not finished with her. Now, look, Jane... You explain it to her, will you? Just what I told you last night. I
1: know, dear. Just leave it to me and everything's going to be honky-talky.
0: Yes, that's what I'm afraid of. Well, I'll see you at dinner tonight, James.
1: Don't worry, dear. Just go ahead and be happy-go-lappy and careless. Everything's going to be all right.
0: Well, it better be. So long, James.
1: Goodbye, dear. And don't take any wooden Indians. No, I won't take
0: any wooden Indians. Now...
1: Oh, Aunt Jane, I'm so unhappy. Unhappy? Here you've got the most marvelous fellow in love with you, and you're unhappy? Well, what good is it if I can't love him? Uh, Uncle (laughs) Ace just told me I'd wreck this whole business if I go on loving Carl. Yes, I know. He told me about it last night, too. That's what I came here to talk to you about. You see, Betty, it's on account of Mr. Knapp. He'll get awfully mad if you and Carl get married, or even engaged, and he'll quit being a partner here. Then we can't make any money. But I love a man, Jane. I love him. Mr. now No call. Oh. And he loves me. Well, that's what we've got to talk about. Of course, you know it's going to come out all right, don't you? What? Of course, you know everything's going to end happily. I don't see how. Well, I don't either right now. But I've seen too many movies about the same thing. Where the poor girl's in love with the rich boy, but his father won't let him marry the girl. Only it's the uncle here. And they come out happy every time. But this is not a movie. I know, but it's just like a movie. And I know it'll come out all right. You know, Betty, I didn't sleep a cent last night. I just lay awake thinking about this and all the movies I ever saw. And the more I of them, the sure I got that everything's going to end happily. I don't see how his uncle is so against me. Well, that's the way the father is in the movies. Oh, if I could only get Mr. Neff to see one of those pictures. Oh, and Jane, that's not going to help. Well, it might if we could take him to one, you and I. Oh, is that the solution you thought of? No, I thought of this just now. Of course, we won't do it. But it would be marvelous to make him see the movie. And you know what? If you could win the bingo and have a lot of money of your own... Oh, and Well, anyhow, it's kind of cute to think about it. Of course he wouldn't go, much less you winning the bingo. Well, enough daydreaming. Now, let's talk about Paul and you. I promised your uncle last night that I'd talk to you and make you promise not to do anything rash. Well, what, what do you mean? Well, some girls, when the boy's father or uncle won't let them get married, nine times ten the fellow wants to elope.
2: What do you mean?
1: Oh, well, I know you wouldn't do that, Betty, but if Carl wants to, you must say no, because that would make Mr. Neff mad. Then where would we be? We'd lose all our money. We'd be as poor as a church people. Oh, Aunt Jane, I'm so miserable. Well, now, you must promise me, Betty. Doesn't anybody around here care what happens to my life? Sure we do. You know how much I care. I'm the first one that wants you to get married. But in a case like this, with Mr. Neff and everything... Mr. Neff, Mr. Neff, that's all I hear. Yes, isn't it a shame? Say, I just thought of something... If Mr. Neff would say it's all right, you and Clark would get married, couldn't you? Of course we could. But he's not going to say it's all right. He despises me. Oh, he does not. He doesn't even know you. He's just saying you're working here. He never even talked to you, I bet. He doesn't know you can be the sweetest girl in the world, present company accepted. Say, now, that's an idea. Somebody ought to talk to him. Oh, Carl's tried it, but it's no use. Oh, but if I try, or somebody like me, maybe he'll stop being so obsolete. Oh, Aunt Jane, would you? I don't want to wreck your life, or call. Sure I will. I'll go right over there now. Oh, Aunt Jane, I love you. Well, don't mention it. I'll be glad to. Why didn't I think of that before? I'll go right over there.
0: Good morning, Uncle. Good
2: morning. Why well, aren't you over at that real estate office where you belong? I've been there. I came over here to have a chat with you. If it's about that girl, the answer is no. Now, wait a minute, Uncle. I won't talk about it. You've got plenty of time for that later on. I want you to spend all your time now learning the business. Don't you see, boy, I have great plans for you. Yes, Uncle, I know, but what I wanted to ask you is if you'd buy me a car.
0: A car? Yeah,
2: I saw a snappy roadster I'd like to have. What do you need with a car?
0: Well, what any
2: fellow needs with a car. Well, I've got two of them. You can use either one of them any time you want to go anywhere. Yes, I know, but I'd like have one of my own. Now, now, this roadster I bought... I bought you roadsters when I was sending you through school. I didn't see the need of them then, but I gave in. But I certainly don't intend giving in again. The car's out. But, Uncle, it's not asking so much. You've got either one of my cars and a chauffeur at your disposal any time you want it. That's good enough, isn't it? Well, no, since you asked me. Well, it's just too bad. I wish you'd just tell me what you need with a car of your own. Well, what any young fellow wants with a car. Now, well, I wouldn't know about that. No, I guess you wouldn't. You were never young. What was that? Oh, nothing. Now, you look here, Carl. You're 22 years old. Time you started settling down. I have great plans for you. You're the only one I've got I can leave my whole life's work to. Well, I don't see how it'll upset your plans to buy me a car. Stop talking about a car. The answer is no. Definitely and finally no. Well, okay then. Where are you going? Back to my $25 a week job. Don't you see it's not the $25 you make? I give you everything you need, don't I? My home is yours. Everything I have is yours. Yes, everything except a measly little car. Don't mention that car to me again. Now, go on back to your work and stop talking foolishness.
1: Well, good morning, Mr. Neff. What? Oh, hello, Carl. Oh, Where are you going? Back to work. Oh, well, goodbye. Goodbye.
2: What do you want, Mrs. Ace?
1: Oh. Oh, uh, well, I guess I'm a little late. I guess Carl must have been talking to you about it.
2: Yes, he talked to me, and the answer is no. No, huh?
1: Why, Mr. Neff? Why? Why what? Why did you say no? Because
2: I'm through catering to his every wish. I didn't mind it so much when he was in school. All the boys there have them.
1: Yeah, but that's just a schoolboy crush. This is different. I don't see any
2: difference. The first one he had there was a fast little stepper. <laughs> he used to take her out for drives in the country every Sunday afternoon. He did? Yeah, he was crazy about that one. Never missed a Sunday. And was he fast? He was. I was afraid she'd climb a telegraph pole. Climb a tele... Oh, now, you're just fooling, aren't you? Fooling? i oh. say I'm not. I saw her. I made him give her up. Later, he got another one. He had about four of them altogether. Four? Yes, a new one every year he went to school, but I think he liked the second one best. Oh, she was a mess. Scabby. Never kept her paint. She had a red hood. <laughs> he kept writing me about that one. He called her Redhead. <laughs> redhead? Yes, he was proud of that little rascal. All his friends were stuck on that one, too. They were. Sure. Carl's big-hearted that way. I'll say the world he is. Yes. That was the happiest year of his life, I guess, that second year. But as he got older, he got more settled in his case. Why, his last year, he was so dignified, he gave up the flashy ones.
1: Well, I should think he was.
2: Yes, very sedate and dignified, but still fast.
1: Mr. Nap, are you talking about Carl? What? Is this the truth you're telling me about, Carl, or are you just trying to scare us with those stories so we won't let Betty have anything to do with him? Is that it? Betty?
2: Are oh. you talking about that girl again? Yes,
1: but if this is true about Carl, well, I don't know. Hey, what's true about Carl?
2: What you've just been telling me. Of
1: course it's true. Oh, you're just making it up, aren't
2: you? Making it up? Huh. <laughs> it cost me plenty of money. I ought to know.
1: Oh, a siren, huh? Yes, one of them had one. Had one? Yes, one of
2: them did. Did what? Had a siren on it.
1: Had a siren? Just a minute now, Mr. Nell. You're getting a little mixed up. You mean one of them was a siren, don't you? Was a siren? Had
2: a siren. One of the cars had a siren. Cars? What cars? The automobiles he had when he went to school.
1: Automobile? Are
2: you talking about automobiles? Am I talking about... Of course I'm talking about automobiles.
1: Well, you could knock me down with a fender, Mr. Nell. What?
0: That's a relief off my mind i thought you were talking well at least jane and mr neff are on the same subject now but we don't think she'll have much luck in changing the old man's mind we learn more about her attempt when next we meet the easy aces